Hey there, I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. Mm-hmm, 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 and stuff and things. And we watch things and react to them, and what? Nah. <coughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yep, we do that too. Um, so... I, I didn't want to I didn't want to like really prepare too much um, before we started getting into this because Erased is no longer on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted your genuine response to that. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's probably on Crunchyroll, right? Yes, it is. That's why we can still do it, and why I wasn't like freaking out or anything. But do we even know what episode we're on? I think we're on episode five maybe six i don't remember I, I pulled it up i so I, you, you at some point did 100 percent know what we, episode we were on yes yes it's it must be episode five because that's where that's where i'm at okay <clears throat> um yeah because i i don't remember why for whatever reason i was going to oh because i leave the the tab up for erased um on netflix ever i forever it's just always there and then uh-huh. every once in a while i'll be like going through tabs and like it'll refresh and it refreshed literally friday the friday after the last time we did hmm. uh, an episode and it was i'm so we're sorry this title is no longer available on netflix i'm like are you are you are you serious we just watched it wasn't it a netflix original I, I thought it was a Netflix I, I original. I mean, I guess not. I guess it can't be. It can't be. It's on Crunchyroll. Sure, sure. It makes sense. Weird. I uh, mm-hmm. I am surprised by that. That is that is interesting information. And right after our last episode. Right that's, after. That's interesting, too. Four? We're only four episodes into this? I think so. Wow. I'm pretty sure. That's wild. If not, it might be might be six, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I can check. I can, I can do the checking thing. We can do that. We can do that right now. Um, oh. Oh. What? Yeah, that's true. You can't do it that way. Well, I mean, I can't think of a better way to do it than to go to the podcast, because it tells me. Yeah. I just like us having a communication. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's... About something that we're not actually, like, saying what it is we're doing right now. And so it's just a mystery to the listener. Right. Have no idea. We could have discovered a magical artifact that gave us the answer, and they would never know. Portal into another world. And Technically, everything. we are using a magic artifact. It is. It is true. I do think that the internet is magical. Well, now you fucking ruin the whole goddamn thing. Just <laughs> joking. It's fine. I don't like that science makes it sound like it's not magic. Science is absolutely <laughs> magic. Have you? Have you learned about particle physics? Have you learned about quantum physics? Have you learned about quantum mechanics and all of like black hole theory? Like, come on, it's magic. Sure. The way magnets work, the fields, there's magnetic fields. Ooh, because we can we can make it sound all scientific, that does not make it not magic. Sure. sure. It's still magic. I, I, I am standing by that. I understand. Okay, but yeah, we are on episode five. Episode five. And this is like a ten episode show? <clears throat> Twelve. Twelve. Oh, I keep, that's why I keep trying to get us to do two episodes in one thing. Because there's only 22 minutes. 
Yeah, but we don't want like hour long episodes of our podcast, and you and I keep I fucking talking. I know you can't stop. We're already four minutes in. We haven't gotten to the episode at all. We haven't even said hi to the fucking audience yet. Hey, well, I think guess the original. I mean, first thing we do is probably yeah. Say technically, hi. the first thing I do okay, is say how, yeah. how are you doing or yeah, something. Whatever. I don't know. You whatever it is. How, that I however said. the fuck you start this episode. But I we definitely haven't talked about what has happened in oh, a race. God, we gotta do the whole recap. We don't have to. Is I mean, people bottom? could just watch the other thing or <laughs> listen to the other to the other ones. I require nothing from our audience. Um, that bottom line is that a concern? Bottom line for the recording of the audio. Oh no, I, I I told you about that. So for the listener, when when my thing records, it only records it in in mono channel. But like for some reason, I'm always recording in dual channel. So one of the lines just is blank. Well, we're 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 baby <clears throat> at recording shit. Yeah. So we don't know what we're doing yet. Yeah, I have I, I have I have an IT guy, but um he set up my the box thing that it's all plugged into and I just don't touch it. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> That's 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 how this works. So I touched it once and accidentally turned it off. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong and he was like, Is it still plugged in? Plugged it in, he was like, It works. Like <laughs> So we're <laughs> watching Erased. The Hidden Egg podcast is currently doing reaction content where we watch various shows and stuff and we react to it and talk about the vulnerability inherent within the show and what we see from it from ourselves, from our own perspectives. Uh, we're currently on episode five of Erased and this show has been very interesting so far with some very interesting characters. I uh, There's fucking time travel and fucking changing the past predictions and a hot mom and a hot teacher and dying children and dying children and dying moms well just the one and we had a real uh i think oh my god did we just finish the episode where like the big tragedy happened oh my god is that where we're at wait what was the what was the tragedy that happened oh right she didn't come to school. Right. Yeah, that is what happened. Yeah, the last thing that fucking happened <clears throat> was that uh, Hinazuki di- uh, well, disappeared. The girl that, that, that our main character, Satoru, had been trying to save didn't show up for school the next day. On that the after. day that, that, that she... No, 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 his... it was the day after the day of the Oh, that's right, because she got one extra day. Yep. The, the day that she actually didn't show up to school, the original time was the birthdays, the birthday of both ca- the character, the, our main character and her, and they had that birthday party, and it was beautiful and wonderful, and Hinazuki implied a future, goddammit, and then she fucking died. Well, we don't know. We don't know. She don't just know didn't disappear. Dead. She just didn't she appear. Up. She just didn't show up to school, except for our main character, and not... Our kid main character. No, the adult no, main character. the adult 29-year-old main character that lives inside the head of his 11-year-old self uh, so, like, said... It never happened, blah, blah, blah. Is Yeah, basically was like she didn't show up for school that day and she never fo- followed through on that promise or whatever. Well, because like, she was supposed to... Uh, she was making him gloves. Making him a gift. A gift, yeah. I, I don't know that it was gloves. Oh, well, she was making him a gift and he basically said at the end that she she never she never did follow through with her promise for for the gift to give him the gift right mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yep. So here we are. This is where we're at. This great. Is, this is what's happening. We're doing it. Are you uh, are you ready to yeah, start? We're we're doing great. Okay. So we're gonna start. Um, remember that we do the boops. Uh, and anything else you want to say? I uh, if in the future you want to watch this along with us, then go to monsteralley.com and join us on the Discord, and we do this through the Discord. Yeah, that. Okay, I'm going to say one last thing as well. Please make sure you re refer to your content warnings and follow along with us on the show Erased. You can watch it on Crunchyroll if you have a Crunchyroll subscription. Thank you very much. Boop! Boop! Not my best boop. They don't have to be. We are, what, a minute 29? Is that what I saw? Minute 20? Yep. Minute 20 into the first episode... Er, into the first episode... Into this episode... And uh, I, I knew this was going to be kind of highly charged. I was not expecting it to go back to kind of like giving me false hope that maybe everything's okay. But like we have Satoru just kind of sitting in class being like, okay, if she stayed up all night making my present, maybe she's just late. Maybe. And so as soon as school's out, he runs over to the house, to her house, and just starts knocking on doors and opening up shit. And then we get a we get a shot of the inside of the house. I didn't need it. The, 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 the showrunner didn't need to give me that scene. It wasn't a necessary scene, necessarily. We'll see how it goes. But, like... <clears throat> the mom and the dad of Hinazuki obviously distressed with a little girl's body I mean, on the fucking ground. Distressed might... <clears throat> might be the wrong word. Distress makes it sound like they're sad. Does it? Because I really just mean that they're not <clears throat> perfectly happy. Like, we're not entirely sure whether they're sad for their child, although it doesn't seem like it. It's probably more that they're worried about how they're going to get away with the fact that they killed their fucking kid. They seem frustrated and maybe a, a bit of paranoid. Yeah. Which is distressed. But yeah. It's a type of distress, but saying a parent is distressed tends to bring about these happy feelings of the parent loving their child and being worried about them. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's not the case here. I understand. Yeah. I, that's all. I just wanted to kind of bring us up to date and kind of like take a moment and process it because it was a lot. And it seems like Satoru is uh, kind of tracking down what happened to the best of his ability because there's some adult footprints that were leading away from the house and so he's I think he followed them to the park and we're going to see what happens from there there's words on the screen from the subtitles that says it's a fun girls festival so that's nice <laughs> you ready for the fun girls festival yeah let's let's see what the fun girls festival is all about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. boop boop we are at 6.35, 6.37, something like that. Um, so the school issued a, an official statement saying that Hinazuki went to go live with her grandfather for personal reasons. And then kids got to gossip about it. And, oh, I heard Hinazuki was getting beaten by her mother. Like, that just became open talking points now that she's not at class. And then they started assuming, oh, she ran away to her grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have had a, had a scene with the teacher, with uh, Satoru, who's like, 
look, this is this is what they've decided to say about it. So let's just go with this story for now. Right, and I'm sorry. The, the teacher apologized to Satori for that, which I thought was pretty awesome of him. Um, and then the second student disappeared. And it was a different a different elementary school. Yeah, and, and yeah, and different elementary school entirely. And uh, I. I want to see how Satoru takes this because Toru knows that Hinazuki's mother killed her. Well, we well, I mean we fucking as the audience saw the goddamn body inside the house. Yeah, but there were male footprints. It could have been the stepdad or I don't think that was her father, but whatever. I assumed it was her dad. I I don't remember if it was stepdad or dad but one way or the other like it could have been either one of them okay but her parents <laughs> killed her was my point yes I'm a little bit more targeted at the mom but it doesn't matter who, which one of them did it the parents killed her we saw the body so Satoru knows that this isn't some even if there is a serial uh, kidnapper out there that this was separate yeah and so I wonder how he's going to deal with it yeah I wonder how his 29-year-old self is going to deal with this, too. So, curious about that. But anyway, it's a good point to catch up on, because we're trying to figure out where we're at. Yep. Um, and I, I... Satoru is taking this on himself. You can see it in the conversation with his mom. His mom was even like, you can't blame yourself for this. Blaming yourself no, after only... the fact is ridiculous. And there's only so much one person can do. Right, exactly. Except Satoru... Now that his power has taken him 18 years into his own past, he's never after the fact anymore. Nobody is still just one person. And that, I think, is a, a fact that he needed to really come sure. to terms with. I'm not sure if he's there yet. We'll see. Yeah, well, we it's will a, see. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. But it, it could very easily become such a fucking responsibility especially if you potentially have the power to go back to any point in your life. That means that everyone that's ever been around you is potentially savable. Well, he doesn't really seem to have a choice. It just sort of happens to him. So We'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> He's only 29. I guess that's true. Okay, that's enough, I guess. Unless you have anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. All right. Boop! Boop! 9.17, roughly. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So he went past Hinazuki's house again and noticed the mom throwing out bags of trash with a kind of an evil sneer. Yeah. Smile. Smirk of some sort. <clears throat> and upon inspection inside of one of the bags was a freshly knitten, knitted pair of mittens. Mm -hmm. Which I'm sorry, I I knew about that obviously. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's fine. <laughs> um, for some reason, that was enough to make him break and like run screaming. And it's like ten days after she disappeared, like he knew she was gone. He knew she was dead. For some reason, that was the thing that broke him, and that enough enough of that emotion because that's what it seems like kicked him back to 2006 where he's 29 where he's 29 and his mom is murdered 
and he is the suspect for that murder at this moment. Um, so at this point, he would be really safe in assuming that that whole memory thing was just him being in a fugue state. Because nothing's changed. Because nothing's changed. Nothing at all. Except for maybe the slight date from the second to the third. You're right. That's true. And memories aren't exactly perfect anyway. So it's entirely possible that because he had blocked out so much of that time, he could convince himself that the memories that he thought he had were really his mind just, you know, toying with the memories so that they were easier to digest and now the memories that he unlocked were the real memories that had nothing to do with him traveling into the past yeah mm -hmm. it would be very easy for him to convince himself that that actually didn't happen he didn't really relive that period of time possibly it's going to be a little bit more difficult because he has done the power and saved people before and so he's pretty confident in the fact that his power exists but it is the only time that it had to send him back that far, it seems. And so it's possible that he might dismiss it, especially given the stress of his current situation. Because it looks like he's hiding under a bridge. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> it does say, in the end, I'm under a bridge. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's that, you know, he's wanted potentially for the murder of his mother and his mom is fucking dead. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do. Which fair i don't know what i would do like if that were me what would i be doing i, I might run away too I i'm not sure right and hide under a bridge it's scary i've seen bridges that i wouldn't mind hiding under <laughs> right become a mole person i guess just a literal troll just just be become a literal troll mm -hmm. all right you ready yeah. here we go boop Boop. 1355. There's a thing at the beginning that says what the time is now. Oh, there is. Yeah, hey, that's cool. To, we don't have to look for it anymore. Okay, so 1355. Um, and Satora just said, if I can go back to the past one more time, I can, I can save, save her. her. Okay, but before that, he... He figured, I don't know, his bo boss called him and was like, I was worried about you. You're not usually absent without, you know, being excused or whatever. You're not usually a no call, no show, basically, but in, right. in their way of speaking. And uh, <clears throat> he fed his boss kind of a lie about, you know, he was just kind of in a fight with his mom and, you know, that was all good and boss man was like you want a beer and Satora's like nah and boss guy's like oh I'm out I'm, I'm gonna go get some and so Satora turned on the TV and the TV's all talking about the situation Yeah. and he looks out the window peeks out the window and there's just a bunch of cops out there and the boss is talking to them like like he knew everything and yeah and it sounds like he knew the whole the boss knew the whole time because the cops came to the restaurant and right. talked to them while uh what's her name was what's her name do we know her name, her name. <laughs> they said her name just now do you remember it yuri is it yuri i thought no auri 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 we'll have to go with Irie. we'll go with Irie. i think it's a-i-r-i because that's what he called her i think so yeah, yeah. Irie. <clears throat> okay 
Anyway. So bad with names. Yeah, we're terrible, but that's okay. Whatever. Um, So, yeah, Irie picked him up and is now keeping him safe because she knows that he didn't kill his mom. Because obviously she experienced the relationship. Yeah, she spent that one night having dinner with them and knew that his mom was not a pushover. Like, they weren't. Their dynamic was not one that he was going to just out of the blue stab her. No. She she was she walked all over him like that, that and and he was like yeah I you know whatever okay mom like you know they had that kind of relationship and she knew that he wasn't the kind of guy to just like suddenly snap and kill her for that right exactly and you know what <clears throat> I'm thinking about it the boss dude I wonder if if Satoru had been honest with him if he would have turned him in maybe it was planned from the start. But maybe it wasn't planned from the start. Because, like, you know, he lied. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it was planned from the start. Maybe. The dude being like, you need to you need to patch things up with your mom is is interesting. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. You're, you're, um, so, yeah, she knew that he obviously didn't kill his mom. Yeah. So, so then they get, they, they get to her place and yeah, she starts talking about this book that he had. And, like, you know, saying that he's been connected to a bunch of different crimes. And, like, apparently he had, like, marked a spot in this book where this girl died on... Yeah, Hinazuki. I don't don't know if she said the name. She did. She said Kai Hinazuki was killed on... On on the girls' festival. On the girls' festival. And, And that, like, perked Satoru right up. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Because in his memory... She was 10, and it was the day before. And when he looked inside the book, the, the, that, that bit had changed. She was now 11, and it was the, day, the, the next was, day. Yeah, it was March 3rd instead of March 2nd. And so, yeah, we, we, we got, he got confirmation that he did make a change. I think he even said, I can make a change. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, so I, so I can change things. And now he's like, if I can just go oh, yeah. back again... To fucking save her. And then I can. God damn it, bro. Okay, well let's see. The problem that I have with this, because if I had the ability to go back in time and, and save people, I absolutely would too. But like, I already know that I would definitely get a savior <laughs> complex, and I would feel, and I would feel the weight of the world. I like would feel like everything know. is my responsibility. Worse of one, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> anyway, is there? I mean. <laughs> Uh, but I would definitely feel the weight of the world for that, you know? Like, right. that's a lot of responsibility, and that definitely is something that could drive you mad at some point. Um, yeah, but right now, he's really just, like, his mom is dead, and if there is anything he can do... Which is cute. ...to save his mom and to clear his name, like, those are two completely separate fears, but let's be honest, they're both big. Sure. And if saving this girl, which he had actually started learning to like as a person and got sort of attached to her so now there's three really He'd big fucking things in love with her. i mean i i mean i wouldn't necessarily go that far i don't think that they got my head that canon is allowed to exist that's fine but my my point is that like he he has so many reasons to take this one particular issue on and if if he can be forced back to the present by that emotional break 
I think he's going to have the same thought that you did in that like maybe if you can create an emotional state yep you can go right back to that place maybe there's a way to control it yep so we're gonna see the anime is getting good we're starting to learn about our powers <laughs> anything else you want to say no i guess that's it okay boop boop 1548 and i'd like to reiterate what you said right before we booped back in pedophilia deserves a pause <laughs> it's true though uh i thought the manager dude was not going to be a fucking creep but he is but it's not even the worst part because fucking irie is 17 yeah yeah i mean that means that she's close to 18 but it makes perfect sense why satoru isn't really giving her the time of day and why earlier episode when you know the mom was still alive she was like you know it's a shame she's too young for you because you guys would be a perfect match but maybe she's not really that young yeah she was like but i thought she was too young for you but she's not and it's like oh fuck maybe 16 is age of consent i have no idea i don't know but like regardless it's not it's kind of gross and the fact that this guy but the manager, manager is definitely older than satoru I, I, he could be he called him 20s. the big brother type he did call him the big brother type there's a lot of evidence to support circumstantial evidence to support that this dude is older but i will allow that he is potentially like i feel age. like he has but to no, be like double iris age at least at probably. least probably and like that's fucking it's just gross because like she was like leaving and he's like, okay, good, thanks, have a good one. And then, uh, um, that she's, and then he, he noticed that she was carrying something, and, she, and he's like, what's that? And she was like, take out pizza. And he's like, oh, I could, sir, I could like treat you sometime, you know? It's totally fine if you ever want something. And she's like, nah, it's, it's for, for my friend. It's for a friend. And he's like, oh, probably a girl, probably a girl, a good girl. And like, it's like oh, with gross. the blush on his face so like oh gross and then the suit that he's having whatever this this There's clandestine some, some deal. guy in a suit i'm yeah. saying clandestine because they're not showing us the face of the man in the suit yeah. like even fucking suits in a goddamn anime get to have anonymity just randomly <laughs> such bullshit anyway whatever um uh the dude in the suit was like oh she's cute <laughs> fucking gross manager guy is like oh, oh i'm sorry she's like 17 it's fine don't worry about it not a big deal and it's like why did you even say that she's 17 why are you blushing dude you made it so much worse yeah yeah oh, gross gross okay i'm done you have anything else to say uh we did have a moment where we found out that Irie's last name isn't the same as the last name as her parents uh, right, right, or right. something. Something. Something's going on there. Yeah. Maybe she's got her mom's last name, or maybe it's a stepdad. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, but that that might come into play later. I don't. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. But it was said. Yeah, it was a thing. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Boop. Boop. Okay. We're at the ending of the episode. The ending song. We um, were way too far away from the mic for that. Okay, we were at the ending. <laughs> whatever anyway ending song is still pretty cute i like it a lot um 
Yeah. So the manager followed uh, Irie back to her house and found out that Satoru was there and was about to make a call to the police. And then Irie confronted him and was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I wanted to believe that you were being kind. And she punched him in the face, which felt very satisfying. Hell yeah, she did. That was amazing. Uh, hello, uh, Hell yeah, Irie. Um, I wanted to trust you and he just said I was worried about you and it's like no 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 you were trying to get brownie points you were somehow trying to make it to where like yeah that's what I think but like she she's like I believe that but if you really want to protect me don't call the cops to my house but she then assumed that he would anyway yeah because as you do and then they went to go hide under the bridge some more and and yeah Satoru was back under the bridge and then she went back to her house to get a few things to give to Satoru and uh got a phone call or a text Text? message yeah it was a text message from Satoru's mom's phone yeah saying this is Satoru Irie or whatever his last name no I think he was saying this is Satoru Irie oh his mom's name right well Irie's her name like saying it to her like this is Satoru Irie please stay where you are yeah well something like that and she was you know trying to put two and two together like did did he find his mom's phone and then you know within seconds because it takes you a little bit sometimes she's like no this is from the killer and then suddenly there was smoke coming out from under the door. Yep, and poor 17-year-old kid doesn't know uh, fire safety and so opened the door that smoke was coming out from under. Yeah, so listener, if you ever are in a situation where you're in your bedroom and there is smoke coming out from under the door of outside of your room, do not open that door. Call the fire department, open open your window and try to get out your window if possible. Otherwise, call the fire department and tell them you are in, you know, second, third, fourth story, whatever. Do not open that door. Uh, there's a thing called backdraft that is very likely to happen where if you open the door, the, the pressure of the two different air um, temperatures. temperatures will cause the fire out there to Swoop invade... In into that room and and will immediately knock you out and if there's enough smoke to, for smoke to be kind of coming under the door especially if it's kind of billowing then there's a serious serious difference outside already yeah. if you have other people in your house feel free to contact them before you contact the fire department but you know because fire departments are usually pretty unhappy if you contact them accidentally right but don't open the door yeah <laughs> like, definitely don't open the door it's 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 not something i i if smoke's coming out from under the door i, I it, i'm just if if there's enough smoke because smoke rises to be coming through the bottom of the door that's pretty indicative that there is a huge fire outside of that room do not open the door use whatever device you have to contact help from wherever you need to before opening that door and do what you can to try to get out the window if possible right and we are not trained in no we're not no, we're so not. what we're saying might be ridiculous and silly and maybe wrong even. i don't know i guess that's possible look that shit up look that shit up i'm just saying you be know safe with be safe with smoke and 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 don't open the door just just yeah, right don't open off the door. i just don't just, just don't, don't open, open the, the door, door. I don't know what else to do. 
Like I'm, I can't give you a, a plan of action that will help you in all things, but, 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 but opening the door is going to be bad. Right. And in this case, it was bad. It created a backdraft sort of situation and Sator and, uh, Irie passed out. Um, we assume she could be dead. She could be dead. I hope not. I don't think so. Backdrafts have actually killed trained firefighters. Sure, so. absolutely. But I think I think Satoru is going to pop in and save her last minute. How's he going to know? He's under a bridge. He's a literal troll. Mm, we'll see. We will see. That is true. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. Well, I don't, I don't have another episode in me. Okay. I'm sorry. I know it's a short episode of our podcast here. I know. I mean, we could do a second one and, like, end this one and then do a second one if you had the energy. But I understand you don't have the energy to do that today. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm already, like, sleepy, sleepy. And I haven't even had dinner yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but I'm, I still am really enjoying the show. We're almost to the halfway point. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> just there. Just about. Just about. We're getting there. Yeah, the it's 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 coming on thick though. Like it's it's this is this is the point where like the the hits keep on coming. So like yeah, we're going to probably be pretty engaged for the rest of the fucking series. Yeah. Every episode I'm going to be like, "Okay, let's watch the next one." And you're going to be like, "I don't have the energy for it." And well, I'm going to be like, Arr! "When we were just fucking chilling and watching shit, we could do that, you know? We could yeah, be like, yeah. "Okay, we just hit, reacting. We just hit the halfway point of season 5 of Buffy. Let's just fucking finish that shit. Just fucking finish that season tonight, you know?" But like yeah. I can't I, I I don't I don't I don't have the stamina to, to actively form thoughts and talk about it by the way i do have plans if everything works out for us to as a family watch buffy again this winter not not recording any of this shit but like just watching it as a family oh, I, would love I would love to be able to do that I miss Buffy. Buffy so is an amazing series if you watch no other series ever in the world buffy is is it's it's up there uh just to be um fair and balanced and open and transparent um i am no longer a fan of joss whedon i think he's a piece of shit and has uh brutalized people in various ways and so um it is somewhat difficult to promote buffy uh, the vampire slayer as a show anymore but the show itself still hits me very hard i still adore the characters and um i still wish the cast what was the greatest the thing? So what was the, what did he do? So the two biggest points okay. that I remember are one, it was known on set that Joss was never to be alone with the actress that played Buffy's little sister Dawn, who was oh, underage yeah. at the time. It Gross. was known that he was never allowed to be alone with her. Yeah, that suggests something. On the whole set. Everyone knew it. Everyone. PAs yeah. coming in on day one. Yeah, that's gross. Number two, during Angel, when uh, Charisma Carpenter got pregnant, the person that plays um, Cordelia. Cordelia. Uh, when she got pregnant during first or second season of Angel, um, Joss would uh, go on entire tirades screaming at her and calling her fat and worthless and ruining his show. So he's a bit of a control freak. Wants things to be his way. Yeah. Now look, 
there's a lot of artists out there that uh, have that kind of um, sort of narcissistic energy to them. Sometimes that real over the top uh, dramatic person or, you know, whatever. And, and sometimes that can be really interesting and sometimes that can be hot. I get that. But like, I, I, I will always despise taking people's autonomy away from them. And that's what you're doing when you start trying to pretend like you're able to control other people and that they owe you some sort of fealty. Well, I, I see it from another, another perspective. Like, like, there's no need to yell at a pregnant woman. She's going through enough. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can be a control freak all you want, but that that, that pregnant woman is doing far more than you are doing. I tr trust, trust me. Her body, without her trying is doing way more than you could ever be fucking doing and i i'm pretty sure i'm forgetting some things i'm pretty sure that there was a moderately recent um situation that happened because he was the director of the second avengers movie age of ultron i believe hmm. and um or maybe the first maybe he was the director of the first avengers movie i don't know he was a director of one of them i'm pretty sure and so like you know he was still getting work for a yeah. while hmm. uh but then a bunch of stuff came out. Yeah, well, okay. It's one of those situations where I like the show. I don't necessarily like the artist. But the artist of a show isn't just the person that wrote it. It's also the actors that played their roles to the degree that they did. It, it And he wasn't the only writer. He had a team of well, writers. He, so he, he was director is the thing. And when we go I, through... I think he did some writing, too. He did some it, He did but, do some writing. He was the show creator, certainly. Like he, I think he was even involved with the movie. But he wasn't the only one involved in the making of Buffy. So no. I'm not going to demonize Buffy because he was a shithead. No. I mean... I, I won't sing his praises either, but, you know... Yeah. And, you know, when we watch it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the credits when we watch it and see, and see how where much. exactly Joss is included and see if I can notice it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I still... I have a nostalgia with Buffy Vampire Slayer at this point that, like, the characters are going to mean something to me. Yeah. Spike is always going to mean something Spike to me. Spike is always... I watched a thing about uh, Dawn and and her... If you just focus on her story, it's... Oh, my God. It's just... It's amazing and catastrophic and, like... Yes. Dawn is a tragic character. Tragic. But, but also, also beautiful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. I love Dawn. And it gets more interesting through the comic after also season eight of Buffy. Um, it, it was a comic. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how long. It might still be continuing for all I know. Mm. I think uh, James Marsters, who played Spike, I think he actually got involved with the comic for a time. Yeah, I think I think he did. I think you, I remember you saying something about that. We could probably do a whole podcast. Just yeah, about Buffy. I love Buffy. We should we probably stop fucking, now. We should stop. I'm tired. I want to go do stuff. Yeah. So um, All right. Well... Thank you, uh, any listeners that still hang out and, and, and listen to us do this. Uh, we appreciate you hanging, um, and uh, we hope you're enjoying the show and us being little little silly bitches about it. Um, uh, anything else we want to do before we just outro out? I, I no, I'm, I'm on uh, out, out the outro. Check out check out the Discord and stuff and the things and, and the there's things. we're on and yeah and do stuff. Monsteralley.com. Uh, yeah, and I'm eternally mortal and I hope you find smiles this day. And I'm the accidental monster and follow yourself always. Bye bye.